As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show, Monday through on The Athletic Podcast Network. New York strip steak? This is the Basketball Buds. Brazen. Beef short ribs? With Zach Harper and your favorite athletic writer. Get mad at me, bro. I'm gone. Welcome to the Athletic NBA Podcast Network. We're on the Athletic NBA Show. It's Basket Buzz. I'm your host today, Mo DeKeel. With me is Jay King, who's licking his wounds after a tough Patriots loss. But hey, Jay, I appreciate you rocking the beanie. Stand strong, buddy. Yeah, well, I mean, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get going into basketball, we just got to talk about my Patriots for a second. <laughs> well, hold on. Can he introduce me first so that we can, I can jump into the conversation? I got to sit here in the I'm back. sorry. I, I should have allowed him to introduce you, Dave. <laughs> and the other voice man. you hear is Dave Dufort. Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> I mean, it just stunned. We were, we were watching in the Celtics media room. <laughs> <laughs> and I I just figured overtime was destined. All of a sudden, the Raiders are going the other way. Mac Jones, he tried to tackle the guy like a two-year-old. Like just a to- just <laughs> Did a he toddler. Try to tackle just him? a toddler getting getting stomped on. Who, he who tried. The, I think he tried. Who he had got- the funniest reaction? <laughs> Who had the funniest reaction to to that final play? Which is honestly, it is it's the worst play in NFL history. Maybe it's uh, one of it's one of the worst plays in NFL history. Given time, I would say for, it's definitely the worst play. Uh, so, so the, who had the worst reaction in the media room? Because <laughs> let, let's just say, even if it worked out, he threw a <laughs> lateral to Mac Jones, who's the last guy standing, and it was just going to get mutilated by Chandler Jones anyway. Like, even if Mac Jones had somehow caught the ball, that nothing comes from it. Nothing at all. So, yeah, that was the dumbest play in NFL history by far. Not even. And and for those who thought they were tuning into the NBA, Gary Washburn had the best. Should we talk about the World Cup now? No, 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 no. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. But it does cap a great weekend for Boston sports because the Celtics dropped two games to the Orlando Magic. Jay. What's going on? They're one and four in their last five games. They're shooting below 30% from three right now. I think part of it is just schedule. 
Like they were on a six game road trip. That's a long road trip. Um, Part of it is getting Robert Williams back. And he's actually looked pretty good during the two games that he's played. But it's just a big adjustment to bring a guy like that back because nobody else on the team plays like him. And, And it's, you know, it's a new coach. It's in some ways a new system. So he has to get used to stuff too on top of them getting used to playing with him again. Um, And then I just think there's just been some offensive slippage. And this team that did all the right things early on, like the the player movement, the ball movement, it was all on point and there was a flow to everything. And lately there just hasn't been. Um, Marcus Smart said they're just, just a beat slow with everything right now. And, and you can see it. And and so now the shots that went in earlier, they're not going in at as high a rate. So I mean I don't the, think it's anything to be too concerned about, but it, they're like there has been some real slippage over the last couple of weeks. Well, I mean, some was, of this is regression. Yeah. Right, Derek White in his last five games is shooting nineteen percent from three, right? He started out the year and Mo, we talked we called this. We were like Derek White is not this guy. It's nice that Wait, this is happening. You guys didn't think Derek White was going to shoot forty six percent from three all <laughs> no, year. I didn't listen. Did I didn't think the Celtics as a team was going to stay shooting forty percent as a team. Like it, that's just wild. I, I like, believe the term we came up with was peak offense. It was one twenty one and a half offensive rating. That's peak offense. You just can't. That's it's unsustainable. And this is where you know. And we thought that when they got Rob Williams back and they got Al Horford, the defense would would kind of. You know, it would balance out a little bit. The offense would go down, but the defense would get better. But the truth is that they, they've they not been able to counteract the drop-off in offense with defense. It's just not there. I, I, I'm not. Ultimately, I'm not worried. But it's just no. fun to make fun of them because the Orlando Magic beat them twice. And I also called out the Orlando Magic as a team that beats good teams and loses to bad teams. I warned you all on Friday. If you didn't listen, that's your fault. I warned everybody on Friday that Magic can win games. Yeah, Orlando, you can't sleep on Orlando right now. They're going to be very good. Yes. Franz Wagner and Paulo Boncaro are like such good building blocks because they're such great complementary fits. Like Paulo's the the super duper scorer who's six ten and already draws almost nine free throw attempts a game as a rookie. Like, this dude is just initiating contact. He's playing through contact. He is running pick and rolls as a 6'10", 250 rookie and, like, coming off them and just isolating and hunting guys. It's like, what kind of freak is this? And then Wagner, <laughs> Wagner just does everything, and they're both, like, 6'9", 6'10", and, and they can both play the perimeter and even initiate offense for you. Like, they're going to be those two guys together are going to be very good and so easy to build around forever it's a it's a higher ceiling version of what they've been trying to do in toronto it's like i'm going to call it project 610 starting four <laughs> guys 610 or taller i mean that it's not it should not work for them it's it, almost but, like project 71 <laughs> <laughs> well wait till like, they get Bowl, Wait till they get Wemby and it's we, Bull Bull and Wemby on the court at the same time say, too. Like, look, we can make fun of of comparing Bull Bull to Victor Wembanyama. 
The truth is, it's not really that far off uh, when you do consider. He does do a lot of that stuff. It looks fluid. It looks pretty good. I'm not here I for mean, this. I'm not here for this. I love, I love doing, that. You know, I, I'm just Miss saying. With you can, I, no, no, you can see Victor is obviously right now probably a better player than Bowl is, but doing that at a higher level, yeah, that's that's nuts. That. Orlando is the most fun team in the league because they are also the weirdest team. They got Markel Fultz back, and they went on a run. Like, how does that make any sense? Well, Fultz gives them a little bit of creativity that yeah. they needed. You know, like, they've been missing creativity. And honestly, like, Cole Anthony was hurt. Jalen Suggs has been hurt. Like, there were times that they were playing – Literally, like six nine, six ten guys at point guard. Sometimes Terrence Ross was starting at point guard, or Franz Wagner was starting at point guard. So, like you say, Mark Kilfoltz's name, and you say it like it's a real bad thing. But, but they needed that much creativity. And honestly, he's played pretty well. If he could shoot threes, he'd be good, man. I got startled. Some auto video just played on my uh, computer. <laughs> the, the sound scared the shit out of me, and I was. <laughs> I didn't know if it was you guys or me, but nonetheless, we got to move on, fellas, because we had some great performances over the weekend. I just want to highlight a few. Jokic against the Charlotte Hornets dropped 40 points, 27 rebounds, 10 dives. Only two players before that have ever done this. Will Chamberlain four times and Elgin Baylor once. That's that's one performance. Then Those numbers go- are fake. the assists are too low the assists are too low if he had guys that were hitting shots he would have had 15 or 16 assists i mean he was finding guys wide open both of you guys shut up for a second (laughs) god damn these auto plays Uh, now you know what zach's got to deal with yeah no i i I feel i feel for him okay then you also have kd dropping 43 in a nice win for the, I don't know if it's a nice win, but a win for the Nets who are surging over the Detroit Pistons. Then we had Devin Booker, who dropped a 50-piece on the Pelicans on Saturday, their rivals. He dropped 58 on the Pelicans. What was your favorite performance over the weekend? I'm going to go, look, I want to talk about the Jokic thing, but for me it was Devin Booker because – the rivalry there, and which we've we've talked up the last couple of weeks, right? And we also we talked up the Pelicans, and they've kind of dropped off since then. It's it's the kiss of death. But to do that, um, they were down twenty four, I believe it was eighty three yep. to fifty nine in the middle of the third quarter. He scores twenty in the third, and he literally just took the team, put it on his back in a way that we don't see very often. And he was. I went back and watched every shot. He was he was hot like McDonald's coffee. I mean, he really was just it was I've never seen it. It's it's like you know the old guy in the gym who just can't miss one day. It was yeah, like I that mean, only it was Devin Booker. And they were and sending double teams and it did it not It was matter. all off the bounce. Like how many of his shots were off the bounce or like everything was tough, everything was self-created. And the level of difficulty First of all, why didn't they put Herb Jones on him? <laughs> Herb Jones coming back from an injury. I think there's a little bit of like, let's work him in. Like your first or second assignment back coming back shouldn't be like, let's guard, let's guard Devin Booker. They had smaller guards on him, and he was just, smaller guards on him, and he was just acting like did Zion late a few times. The one from the corner. <laughs> oh where, god, that was ridiculous. 
like what on earth was that shot just dribbling out to the corner at full speed and then launching a fadeaway while the entire defense is chasing you because you're the hottest man on the planet that was an insane insane shot my favorite shot that he took was the one that he missed at the end of the game see zion got so much shit for that windmill dunk that he shouldn't have gotten right and i think that it kind of you know a little bit just in the moment because nobody really had any carryover but devin booker remembered he remembered and it would have been objectively cool if he had hit 61 on a three at the buzzer when they already had the, the game in hand. I This rivalry is legit. I think Devin Booker gets up for these types of games. He's an old school guy, man. For sure. For sure. Like, I think there's a lot of stuff with, with, with this rivalry. This was a much needed win for the Suns. Let me put it this way. If they get blown out by the Pelicans at home and lose that season series 3-1, like, you start talking, the Pelicans have a hold over them, all that stuff and things like that. It's this was badly needed for what and they needed every one of his points. Like I felt like that was an important stretch there where he got hot and got going. But man, it's going to be fun. We just need them to play in the playoffs again. We need another playoff series between the two of them. When he gets hot, there's a, nothing like it. Because he just he's electric. He just. And it's it's all tough shot. It's like everything is so difficult, but he makes it look easy. And where do you, where do you have him? Where do you have him in terms of the MVP conversation? I know it's December. I know it's way early, but him dropping fifty eight. This is this is a second fifty point game right this season. Like where do you? He doesn't get talked about a lot. In that He's got run. five games with at least 41 points, right? He had that 51-point game. He was 20 of 25 in his 51-point game. He was 21 of 35 in his 58-point game. It's not like he's just gunning. By the way, the craziest stat that I could come up with from the 58-point game, he missed five free throws. Devin Booker doesn't really miss free throws like that. He, he should have had 60. I mean, he, he – I don't know. I mean, he's all NBA this season as a guard. I think he's been one of the – handful of best guards in the league and that i mean you know like he's up there as far as i'm concerned with anybody you can name him with anyway steph curry is the only one that the only guard that i could say is definitely above him this season and when you look at it he's got phoenix in second basically tied for second in offensive rating right now and chris paul has missed basically half the season and when he has played he hasn't been super effective so that's an understatement so to, so to me, Devin Booker, like he's playing at such a high level individually, but it's all within the flow and it's all stuff that helps that team. And and that's where I think sometimes he gets overlooked because he's he's not averaging third. All this year he's really close, 28 points, 5.8 assists. But like last year, he didn't average 30, you know, and, and that yeah. was why it he wasn't mentioned in that. Uh, but I just think everything he does, and there's no flaws, no flaws in his offensive game. Like right. he can do every single thing you want on a basketball court. All right. Going from one guy who's, I don't think talked about much in the MVP discussion to the two time MVP guy. God, he might Jokic. be three time. I, I mean, he, he, he drops another 40, 20, 10 game. Why not? His last five games, guys, this is Nikola, Nikola Jokic. 
34 points, 15 rebounds, 10 assists, two and a half steals, a block, shooting 60% from the field. Um, <laughs> what, what do you do with these numbers? And the thing is, even this 40-point, 27-rebound, 10-assist game, I think he wasn't even playing his best basketball. He didn't even look like he was trying hard for parts of this game. I mean, like he does. Well, that's um, what he looks like. <laughs> he just he makes it look effortless. Uh, I don't. I can't. It's hard for me to wrap my head around a guy that's this skilled offensively. That he's able to break down defenses without a dribble. It, I don't. I, who Mo? You probably would know better than me. Who's better? Who who has done this in the way that he's done it? Anywhere close. I mean, it's not the same in terms of as a big man, but like we haven't seen a 20 plus rebound night from sure. like LeBron or anything like that. But this is LeBron like in terms yeah. of being the ecosystem and running everything and, and, and kind of just creating everything. He was just shrugging that. off miniature Hornet. Hey, Nick Richards can't guard, And I, I, I'm a Nick Richards fan. He can't guard Jokic. Is, you yeah. can't. I mean, and and the the Hornets like Steve Clifford a couple games earlier was like, yeah, if we're if we're not gonna guard anyone, we're not gonna win games, guys. <laughs> and then like, like a couple days later, Jokic Poor Steve Clifford with a a forty twenty seven ten. It was a close game though. He kept it close. It was a four. Those numbers game. really are it, fake. Like, yeah, it's like when I used to play March Madness with. Uh, it, I used to beat Travis Diener and try to oh, try to Jesus rack up Christ. as many points as possible. <laughs> of course you that, did with Travis Diener. That Marquette Diener. squad was legit. You're uh, insane. Pre-NIL, <laughs> so Diener doesn't even get any money out of you trying to uh, uh Well, if you were anyone points. really good, you would never lose. And so I had to have I had to be someone like mildly I to, flawed. I used so to play as Harvard. On on that game. Um, so, guys, I want to ask you this. So, Jokic is so good, right? Denver is second in the West. I feel like we haven't we haven't done a, a segment on Denver this year, right? Are we sleeping on them? I think that their ceiling is extremely high. Jamal Murray is not going to be as bad as he is now in three months. Michael Porter Jr. is not healthy. May never be healthy. I, right. I, I, here, here's my pushback to that, Dave. I went to the game against the Nuggets Lakers on Friday night. And they still have a problem with Jokic defending one-on-one. Because basically there were plays where LeBron just said, give me him. And then would go at him one-on-one. Jokic has improved defensively. I, I, we hear all the Nuggets fans getting up in arms. He has not improved one-on-one better defensively and I think that's the concern when he's out on the perimeter and similar to Zion teams are going to hunt them and I think that's going to be something that's more of a a, a weakness that we got to talk about I think this team has a high ceiling I think they're going to be have a great second half of the year but it's I, I don't want to go too far they've got a chance uh everybody it, in the west I, does yeah pretty much and, and and to me, it's it's about what they have around Jokic defensively too, like Aaron Gordon, Bruce Brown. 
those are guys that can cover up your mistakes. And we haven't seen Jokic in a while. I mean, it's been since since the bubble that he had like a, a fully loaded team with him going into the playoffs. He won a playoff series with like Austin Rivers and Faku Campazo as as a starting backcourt. And and so I think that's part of the reason why he was so unsuccessful defensively in the playoffs is like no one was around to cover up for him. And there wasn't a lot of size on the court. Now they have size, they have length, they have athleticism. And I just think that matters. Uh, and then Jokic is just like offensive hit, genius. There's no other a genius. Point. A genius. There there's hardly anybody who can think the game like he does. You could just you can just see it's like what was that that chess movie like searching for Bobby Fisher where that oh, kid could, we're that going with all the see, references today <laughs> that kid could see like 13 chess moves in advance and he offered the kid a draw like that's Jokic he's offering the kid a draw like wow things look, offering the kid a draw like wow things throw some stupid one arm pass to somebody you, cutting for a dunk are you saying at the start of the game he looked at Nick Richards in the eye and said listen just shake my hand right now and it's a draw I think and, and, Nick Richards and, would have would have accepted that if he had, honestly. <laughs> that would have been but, the smart move. But, the, but maybe the craziest and that's stat, why we got this night. Maybe the craziest stat of the season. He is shooting 68.2% on two-pointers. And this dude is like shooting dirk fadeaways. Yeah, tough shots. He, he's, he's shooting step backs over guys. He's hitting hook shots with both hands. Like, like well, this dude is just at a totally different level of efficiency-wise than just about anyone else on planet Earth, on top of all the the assists and everything that he does for everybody else. Like it's 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 crazy to watch. All right, enough love for Jokic. Let's we got to talk about Kevin Durant. Because he's been balling. Like this is first off, the Nets, nobody talks about them unless they're having massive, massive struggles. They've moved up to fourth in the East. They're, well, it's just basketball now. Yeah, exactly. But they're they're just a boring basketball team that's winning games. And Weird. KD's going off, dropping forty three last night against the Pistons. Is you talked about sleeping on the Nuggets? Are we sleeping on KD a little bit? Like nobody's talking about yes. him even as MVP. It, like that's that, that's where I was going to go, Mo. And I don't want this to just be the hey, this guy ought to be in the MVP. Yeah, conversation. yeah, yeah. We're, 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 but we're, I do we're think, driving Zach insane right now. Well, as he's listening. It, the thing, the thing is, though, we're kind of at that point. Well, there's so. We've know, the, also the, said like everybody is underlooked in the MVP race, and not everybody can be overlooked in the MVP race. Well, well that's, we that's fair, but, but because these are we the underlooked about, guys. That's the we segment. We didn't talk Jay. about Luca. We didn't talk about uh, your boy Tatum or or Giannis. So those are the these guys are the, that everybody talks about. Yeah, these are the more under the radar guys, which is funny because Jokic is, you know, like this would be his third. But no, with KD, man, um, it's. Like you said, Mo, if it bleeds, it leads, right? And the Nets aren't bleeding anymore. And now they're just like a normal, pretty good basketball team, which we we thought like, hey, you know, Royce O'Neal, uh, Nick Claxton can play some defense. If they can get Kyrie, Ben Simmons coming along, things could work out for them. They're getting healthier. Joe Harris is looking a little better. Seth Curry's looking better. You know, it's just um, things are just looking up. For Brooklyn, I still have concerns about the defense, but when you can score the way that they have the potential to score, I mean, you you mentioned KD had forty three, hit twenty six in the third quarter. 
Well, Kyrie had 38 in that game. That I mean, that's a that's a one-two punch that goes up against anybody's top two. Um, the Nets are 19 and 12 right now. They've turned the ship around. Uh, Jacques Vaughn proving that a basketball coach actually matters for a good team, even with stars. And yeah, Brooklyn is good. Brooklyn's gonna Brooklyn is gonna surprise somebody in the playoffs. Probably gonna surprise a lot of media people in the playoffs because. No, we won't be that. We won't be that quiet about Brooklyn for that long. I, we we'll won't see. ignore him that long. We won't. Kevin Durant is can single handedly win any basketball game, and that gives you a shot in any playoff series. I, you know, one injury happens in the in the East, and man, maybe Brooklyn can make a run. They won't be ignored that long. I don't think that's the case. I'm I'm not ready to to say I'm sold on Brooklyn yet. They're winning streak. Charlotte, Atlanta, <laughs> Indiana, Washington, a pretty broken Toronto team, and the Pistons. And most of those games were very close. And and basically one possession games. Uh, some of them were two possession games. So I'm not ready to say that this team, which has been disappointing for a year plus it has turned it around just because of those wins. But Durant has been magnificent. Um and and there's something to be said for the focus for them is on the right things right now. They are focused on basketball. They they as much as anyone probably needed a stretch like this where they did pick up some some wins. It didn't matter who it was against. They needed to feel good about themselves. They needed to like forget about all the nonsense that they have dealt with over the last season and change and and just kind of play basketball again. It's and, not the, it's not the same, but it's a little bit similar, we shall say, to when the Celtics started their run, they beat a ton of crap teams. But they were winning by like But they were winning big. They were, like I said, not the same, similar. This, this, you have to work with me on the wording there, Jay. You got you to gotta help me out here. Okay. Uh, with that, but it's, but you know what, like winning like this can lead to opportunity. Like you guys get going, feeling better about yourself and just the, the confidence with all of that. Hey, we're going to get to the dumbest minute in sports podcast history right after this break. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days. I know I'm looking outside right now. Sun's out. Birds are chirping. It's time to start getting outside. Uh, I know that I like to get outside and play basketball with my kids, and honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton 
is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Jay, are you ready? I'm putting up a minute on the clock. Well, first of all, this is not the dumbest minute in in sports podcasting history. This is a minute dedicated to one of the best teams. Hold hold, on. No, no, no. no. I'm going to start the minute now that since you've jumped the gun, your time starts now. There's not much else to say about the Kings. (laughs) He's done. He's ran out they, of things. They are they are just an absolutely solid team. They are they are beating the teams they're supposed to. Uh, the group chat was was fired up the other night when they were losing to the Pistons at halftime. They weren't going to lose that game. They they were never going to lose that game. The Kings can be counted on. The Kings are dependable. The Kings. They actually are a competent basketball team. And and I just I mean, for you guys to to wait on their demise every night in the group chat, it's not coming. This team is good. This team is solid. This team is here to stay near the middle to top of the Western Conference standings. And that's Jay King's minute. Exactly on a minute. Good job. And you know, Jay, it's funny. They're the sixth best offense and the nineteenth best defense, right? This is that's a fine team. Like the, their measurables are fine. They are totally like you said. They're just a normal, decent basketball. They're a normal, team. They have good, good team. players. Yeah, they have the good Kings, players. They're a normal, good team. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and we're gonna move on. We're not spending that that's much the, more we time. Sh- we should on the game with the Kings. We we should we should celebrate Mike Brown. Jay, they get a Matthew minute do this every week. You could, Jay, they get a minute every week. You can celebrate Mike Brown next week. Okay, <laughs> you choose what we talk about in that minute. We, none of us say anything. It's the quietest minute you get in in the <laughs> podcast group, and you pick what you say, and you spend about thirty seconds with the uh, uh, let's go. You know, so hey, that's on you. They're just a solid, good team. It's okay. remarkable, but it's. There's nothing I want to talk. I, I want to talk about something else. I want to talk about John Morant getting tossed 
in the game against Oklahoma City for talking to a fan. And like, is this just the refs going too far? Like this was, I've never seen it. I've seen a fan ejected. I've never seen a player pick up his second technical for talking to a fan. Did the ref think he was talking to him? Like what the hell happened? You know, the, the story seems to be that the, the ref, that Ja directed something at the ref, right? Like this is what the referee said. But the fan and Ja Morant said they were talking to each other. Now, whatever Ja said, I, look, man, I don't actually care. I think referees need thicker skin because the star of the TV show, Ja Morant, thousands of people paid money to see this guy live. Advertisers paid money to have commercials on the, on the game that he was playing in. You robbed people of the experience of watching John Morant live. I mean, you know, it's, it's funny. Like I think that the NBA, the NBA is the worst league about this with guys sitting all the time. And you know, granted a lot of it is real injuries, especially this year, everybody's hurt. So when you have a guy like Ja who wants to play, who wants to be out there, who's a good ambassador, I think for the league, the interactions with the fans, I mean, this is what made basketball special because the fans are right there. There is no barrier. You know, that's, it feels like what the way we all grew up playing. It's one of the best things about the league. And you want to throw that guy out? I'm sorry, man. Check your feelings at the door, bro. Very Jay, hot about this. Jay, have you checked your feelings are, are at you the are door? A fi- are you are fired <laughs> up right now. The, uh, the one thing I'll say, I did, I did not come here thinking I was going to defend the ref in this situation. Because <laughs> it was clearly an overreaction. But Dave went so hard. That that I've got to step in here for the ref. The fan was like sort of in the direction of the ref. like Ja had to look past the ref to see the fan, and so as the referee, he certainly could have thought Ja was directing whatever words they were to him. And I mean, the referee then has to channel his. You and, know, and you are you, you talking to just, me? You can't yes. just say what. You can't just say whatever you want just because you're talking to somebody outside the ref. Okay, that's true. And, and I don't know what Josh said, but but you can't just be talking raw to some fan in the front row. Let's say he's talking about the referee. You know, like here's isn't this thing. guy a fucking moron? But, but here's my thing. Okay, if you're in the NBA, if you're a referee, if you're a player, if you're a coach, if whatever, you're all supposed to be in this together. We're all pulling the same rope. We want to put out a good product because everybody wants to make more money. It behooves you in that position to check with John Morant. Say, hey, look, man, that's not cool. Let's talk this out and and let's move on. You getting your feelings hurt and chucking the guy out of the game is bullshit. Especially it being his second technical. That's my thing. Knowing that's his second technical. And they were close. They were close. They, 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 they. They tossed him. And the game was a blowout at that point. The Grizzlies made a run towards the end there. But that, but that's enough with the refs and, and the John Moran stuff. Here's the more important thing to talk about. Okay. The FaceTime. <laughs> the FaceTime. We got to talk about the FaceTime. That was amazing. <laughs> that is that was cool, amazing. Though. That get, was so cool. His, for those that don't know, John basically FaceTime his dad and said, go to the fan. And then just told the fan, hey, we cool. <laughs> like, that's amazing. <laughs> But that's pretty this awesome. Is what I'm, and this is my thing about Ja. Like, he is one of the most fan-friendly players that we have. Like, this is a guy that I like, I want him to play every minute that he can. And and like 
They're, these careers are not that long. John Morant is a superstar, a, a legitimate superstar. People travel to see He's John Morant. in the MVP race. <laughs> exactly. But but the truth I is, man, like, like he was pretty good, but it's like a marquee player. And I just think that, you know, you do a disservice to the fans. And also, it's just disrespectful to a guy who's, you know, he's one of the most fun players in the league. I, I Let's just try to keep it fun, keep him on the court. And the referees, yes, maybe I went a little hard there. I don't care. Grow up. There. there. Oh, <laughs> but John Moran's father, no one has more fun than that guy. None. No, None no one on earth has more fun than that guy. He's just having the time of his life every single night, sitting in the front row watching his son play basketball. And it's I, awesome. I, it's fun to watch with that. What's not fun to watch is a couple of big names are out with injuries. Anthony Davis is going to miss probably about a month with a right foot injury. Steph Curry goes down with a, I'm going to try to get this one right, left shoulder sublaxion. I have no Subluxation, idea. Subluxation, yeah. Subluxation. Close enough. Okay. Um, the Which leads to this question. Who's more screwed, the Warriors <laughs> or the Lakers? Both teams right now, just looking at the standings, are outside the playing tournament. The Warriors are a half game behind Minnesota, and they're at 11th. The Lakers, who've won two in a row, beat the uh, Wizards on, on Sunday night, and Let's credit the Warriors. Jordan Poole going completely nuts with a career-high 43 points to beat the Toronto Raptors, which Jay trashed earlier. Um, both those teams are out of the playing tournament right now. Who's more screwed? I mean, Anthony Davis basically uh, was carrying the Lakers. I mean, was, you know, LeBron has been great, but AD has been playing at a level that we haven't seen him play at since the bubble. And that team is worse than the Warriors. The Warriors have some guys to fall back on. They're going to get Wiggins back. Maybe shortly, they might be able to tread water a little bit. The Lakers, without Anthony Davis, and I, you know, I, I just think that that's a wrap. You know, if he's out for a month, they're not going to make the play in. I think they're going to lo- they're going to lose too much ground because you know Minnesota is, is is right there now in the tenth spot. Dallas, Utah ahead of them. Those teams are just they're they're better. They're they're a little bit more. Uh, they can withstand you know the rigors of the season, but losing your best player. There's not a lot of teams that that can continue to tread water. The the Warriors have a little bit more depth. They've got Draymond Green. They've got Jordan Poole, who, who, like you mentioned, scored 43. The Lakers don't have a guy to fill in for AD that can score 30 and get 15 rebounds and four blocks and two steals. They can't replace that production at all. I disagree with you, and this is why. Because I just think, at least when you have LeBron, you got a shot. You got a shot at this a little bit in that sense. Curry, we've seen this Warriors team without Curry. It is not good. The and stats this, this year are awful without him. Yeah, and, and 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 it's like that's their best player. Like, there's no question about it. He also helps make Draymond's life. Bold easier. claim there. Bold claim. Yeah, I, I really went out on a limb. <laughs> the best player in the league is the Warriors' but, best player. But Clay's basically kind of turned into almost a role player at this point. Jordan Poole's been inconsistent, although he's he's done really well whenever he's gotten a start. But when you talk about depth, Dave, their bench sucks. That's the problem. I mean, not- like there's there's a lot of issues with that. I actually think the Warriors are screwed. Jay, what are you? Who are you siding with? They could both be in major trouble. I I I have a take though. Way to draw this, your line right down the this middle. This is actually <laughs> this is actually good for the Lakers. 
because they were going to be just good enough to do something stupid and get rid of those picks and use them to fortify their team this season for a roster that has no chance of doing anything legitimate. And so I actually think that this could save them from themselves. Rob Polinka still there? The the problem for both one problem for both these teams is that the teams in front of them are pretty good. Like Minnesota has has been trying to find itself all season and is still at five hundred. Like there's another level for them to reach at some point. I don't know if they will reach it. I don't know when they will reach it. But but if they figure a few things out, they're going to start winning some games. Dallas, like they've been five hundred. That's about as bad I think as as they will get. They're they're probably going to be a five hundred better team. The Clippers have haven't been healthy at all. The Jazz are like maybe the only team in that mix that you foresee as possibly falling back to the the crowd of guys behind them. And so you, there's pressure on you to win games. There's pressure on you to to mount a charge. And when you're missing Anthony Davis, who's been the Lakers' best player this season, no and, and Steph Curry, who has maybe been the best player in the league this season, and who is certainly the one thing that has kept the Warriors together this season while so much else has has gone wrong, I just think they, they could both be in trouble. But But the Warriors have a much better chance because, I mean, they just have a much more competent roster and guys who know how to win together. Uh, the and Warriors they haven't also done have that some pieces. this season. Yeah. The, the Warriors can make some moves, right? They have some guys that they can move. Um, I mean, I don't know what kind of value Wiseman has, but they can include him in, in something and maybe get a, a, you know, some help for their bench. But both teams are screwed. That That's actually the, the real deal. And, with with Steph and his shoulder, I mean, there's a chance he's not back in a month. A good chance. Shoulder injuries are that's that you don't play around with that. They, they were talking already about did he does he need surgery? Uh, man, that's he's out for the year if they have to do a shoulder surgery. I was with the Clippers when Chris Paul had this exact injury. He suffered it against Dallas. He missed a month, and he got lucky that he didn't have to have surgery. I think the the game plan for a lot of the guys who have this from my understanding is let's see if it heals on its own. But if you do it again, which is something that can happen because the tendons kind of lose, then it's automatic surgery. So there's a risk at some point they lose him for the season. But I, I love how you couldn't say the word, but you know everything about the injury. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much my <laughs> MO, Jay. Like let me learn everything except MO. Except the key of actually saying the word properly is like the one thing I forgot to look up. But that everything else, sometimes. you know, it's but, tough, man. It's a tough life. Yeah, you're sometimes. right. You're right, but, man. Uh, it's it, we we have this tendency with injuries to just be like, oh, they're okay. He's out a month. Okay, and then he'll be back. Like, there's no lingering effect or potential, you know, that he's not healing properly. And it, it's just we don't know. But I think they're screwed. I think they need, I think they need more from Jordan Poole. Like they they just need him to be really good, and he hasn't been nearly as efficient this season. Like the three ball just hasn't been there. No, and, it's falling off. And they need him to obviously he's not gonna be Steph Curry or anything close, uh, just because nobody is, but they need him to to be a force for them while he's out, just to tread water a little bit. And all they have to do is like stay close because once Steph gets back, 
once they figure out some things with their bench, like this team is capable of going on a run. And that's another reason why why they're less in trouble than the Lakers. Is like if the Lakers are fully healthy, I still don't see them like rattling off nine, ten games in a row. Whereas this Warriors team, I think they're capable of that if if things go right for them later in the season. Like they they could they could cut a gap later on, whereas Lakers just can't. As long as those games aren't on the road for the Warriors, considering they're like three and a thousand. Yeah, what's going on with that? I, it's they, very weird. They, they're like the Orlando Magic on the road. It, no, it the Magic are good. Sense. They no, just won two give games. Give the Magic <laughs> a little more respect. We we you can't we can't give them respect in the beginning and then trash them at the end. Okay, <laughs> what are we doing, Dave? <laughs> they're fun, but they're not a good team. Come on, you know we we don't have to we don't have to play like they're good. But it's true. Like the defense doesn't travel. Which is weird for this offense not traveling. I understand, you know, role role players don't play as well on the road, like you know, all those anecdotes. The truth is, man, the defense for the Warriors has traditionally traveled, and it's not at all. And so, you know, getting a big win with Jordan Poole as your as your starting point guard is great. But man, if they don't figure out a way to defend, uh, this is going to be a a very sad month for Warriors fans. The good news is they got a pretty nice homestand coming up here after this uh, this road trip ends with, I think, New York and Brooklyn. So it'll be uh, a, a, a good way to end it. And that's a good place to end this show. Thank you for coming through on the Athletic Podcast Network. Go check out Eric Nimes. Latest piece on Joe Ingles will not shut up because I'll be honest with you, having worked with him, he cannot. For Jay, for Dave, for Mimo, thank you for listening. The Moe Moe.